Hello. I know what you're thinking. This is a much sexier voice than usual. Where is the normal woman? Well I'll tell you where she is. She's at home. With monkeypox. I hope she gets better soon but at the same time I really don't. Because this is a pretty sweet gig and I'd like to stay. I would also never fuck a monkey. On to this week's episode. We've done it. We've reached the end of the season. Tonight we prepared for the last game of the season between Mansfield Town and Port Vale. Who will win? We don't care really, because none of us support either team. However our guests do. There's been some changes in the league since the last episode. Phil Brown got the shit put up him and ran away from League 2 because he's scared of us. Ape allowed fan loop the minute silence at Bradford and was eaten out by his own fans. Harry McKeown has a weird fetish where he thinks skying a penalty is funny. He then had a midlife crisis where he cut his hair to look like a cross between the shit Ellen Dignerous and Sean from Coronation Street. Still let him play for our teams though. It's the lower leave look. 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 coming you guys don't but ah that really hurt that clap did guys welcome to is this episode 16 it will be episode 16 now i believe this is playoff special this is the lower league look this is the first time we've had five chris has gone it's the first time we've had five people um guys welcome i'm gonna say hello we have got steve with us from the ale and veil podcast tonight steve hello hi how are you doing not bad not bad we'll uh We'll get on to Port Vale in a second. We've also got Cam uh, from the MTFC Matters podcast as well joining us. Cam, how are you? Uh, not bad, thank you. Good stuff. So let's jump straight in. Uh, we're going to go straight on to Port Vale. We said this because we did a Mansfield special earlier in the season. So I love how we don't get asked how we are. Do you, Chris? Yeah, I know. Uh, Do you know friends. what? Like, how are zero you guys? Oh, oh, we're <laughs> great. Zero cares. Grant and Chris. Grant and Chris. You just don't fucking zero. matter at all. <laughs> I Do, very you know Do you want to know why? Because you'll tell us anyway. Without me asking, <laughs> you'll both tell us. So, Steve. It's better be good, by the way. I'll tell you, Anna. It's better be good. I'm on holiday. <laughs> oh, he is. Grant, Grant's on holiday. Grant, tell us where you are so we can DDoS you. So, I'm in, the, I'm, in the, I'm in the Isle of Harris this week. So, I'm out literally in the arse end of nowhere. It's lovely, though. Not today. It's absolutely pissing it down with rain today. Plenty some stones. Uh, Great chat. My, yeah, my mum has gone to... Um, she's going to Shetland tomorrow. She's on holiday over there as well. Nice. Oh, I don't know where that, close that to. I don't know Scottish geography very well, but it's an island. It's up there. I think you can I drive over a bridge. A long now. way away. I'm yeah, pretty sure the Shetlands are as far up as you can get out there. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Be nice wow. though. It will be. Um, so, Steve, we're going to come to you first. You've had a a strange season because we never really touched on you guys. We you were kind of like a dark horse, a bit like Bristol. Uh, what? Touched on. Oh, I say that a lot, guys, apparently. Um, you, you were kind of like Bristol for us, where you, you, you crept under the radar and you've just beaten Swindon in the playoffs, which I don't think any of us saw coming. So, yeah, what do you think of your season? Some of your season up for us. Highs, lows? It's been a season of big highs, big lows, lots of stuff's gone on off the pitch and on the pitch. We had automatic promotion within our hands, which we then we blew. Basically, we run out of steam. Um, we st- we've you've got to be careful about talking with injuries because all clubs have injuries, but we were crippled by injuries. And during the COVID spell, I don't think it's unreasonable to say we had quite a few games called off 
for COVID when when one of the when one of the cleaners had sneezed twice or something. We we played for virtually three months without centre forward. We hung on in there. We dropped out of the playoffs. Then I uh, don't a lot of you all know that Daryl Clark he had a family bereavement and he left. And Andy Crosby took over. He changed the system and we were dire for four games. Then all of a sudden, we couldn't lose. We were winning game after game after game. We went up to Hartlepool. We won 1-0. Clark came on the pitch. There's a lot of celebrating going on. There's, there was a view that we'd overdone the celebrating. Um, on the outside looking in, if I supported another club, I'd have thought, fucking hell, they won't think they promoted. But Clark had come back to the club after everything gone on. It was more of a celebration of him returning. But if I'm honest, it didn't have the best of looks about it, you know. Do you know what? Though, you see, you see, from a Hartlepool fan's perspective, we loved it because he was—he's an absolute hero at Hartlepool as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think he knew that that game was probably the perfect game and place if he was doing it away to do it. There was going to be no hard feeling from Pools fans. Pools fans would be there and absolutely rally behind him as well. We love him at Hartlepool. Yeah, your manager was really kind, and the following game. Good mates. Yeah, the, yeah, you might have been sacked now. Hasn't he gone the manager now? Yeah, Graham Lee's yeah, away yeah. now. Yeah, but two games later, we're playing Walsall, and the last place that Daryl would have wanted to come back was against them. Them lot, Walsall hate Daryl Clark and they hate Vale for some reason. They've got like when when they beat us, they invaded the pitch. They were fourteenth in the league, and it was like the best thing they'd ever done. But that's by the by. <laughs> but, but after the Hartlepool game, we tanked. I personally didn't think we'd get in the playoffs. We, we were falling like a stone. We couldn't buy a win. Injuries were biting again. We had to go down to Exeter and get a result. If we hadn't beaten Exeter, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Uh, it was a great day out. We won 1-0. Real smash and grab. And of course, then we ended up at Swindon, who, by their own admission, have got, players than, got better players than us, got a lot more fans than us, as they like to remind you every five minutes. Um, and... We got away with it down there, just losing 2-1. And I came back from there, piss wet through in their open-end stand, hating them. And I, and I didn't fancy chances. We've got a big pitch. I thought Johnny Williams and McCurdy, who used to play for us, as well as being a lovely chap, um, I thought they'd be too good for us. <laughs> but anybody who saw the game, we, bat, we batted him. And we, you know, and he we all went He looked shell-shocked, did McCurdy. Um, he just... I feel like he thought he'd done his part in the first leg and he didn't need to do anything in the second leg. And he, he just, yeah, he, he looked a, a shadow of himself. Speaking of things that you did on the road this season, we've covered this quite a lot. I'm going to let Chris touch on it, touch on. You beat us 2-1 at our place. They we beat did. Bradford. We played well then, didn't we? Did well, Chris, why did we lose, Chris? Who was the referee? <laughs> no, we're not getting into this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely change the subject here. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you, Steve. Um, obviously, when Tom Conlon got injured, you must have feared for your season. I mean, personally, for me, I think that he is potentially the best midfielder in this league. I think he's phenomenal. So, what was the thoughts? You know, because obviously he was ruled out for the season. What, how, how you know, did you feel that your playoff? opportunities had, had gone from that? It, not as particularly Conlon because he got injured at the same time as James Wilson and Jamie Proctor. Undoubtedly, 
Conlon is right up there because he scored a great goal against. He scored a free kick against Mansfield, didn't he? Did he? Do? I can't remember. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. He's got. He's really good dead ball. He's got. He can pick a pass. He's the most creative midfielder we've got, and without him, we lack. We become more workmanlike and ordinary. We, may, he, you know, he's our captain, he's our best player. He could have left us in the summer to move on. Um, I think probably COVID and stuff stopped that happening. Um, but yeah, Colin's a great player, and we, you know, it's easy to say if Colin had been fit, we'd have gone up. Because but every team can say that, can't we? If such and such had been fit, or such and such had been sold, but we miss Colin. He's, he's the captain of the club, yeah. and he's right, right up there. But yeah, I agree. We we miss him terribly. Yeah, he, he seems, I mean, obviously him signing that new contract in the summer, I think that was probably a shock to anybody. Uh, was it a two or three year contract that he yeah, signed? It's, yeah, it's a two year deal, but I think it's there's a gentleman's agreement. It's one of those where you sign a contract for us. If we get an offer of X amount, we'll let you go. It's a bit right. of an insurance policy, bit of an insurance policy for us, you know, yeah. and, and a bit of security, security for him. We, we, we're now... For years and years and years, Vale will run appallingly. We've had a, like history of terrible ownership from like the last one. Norman kept threatening to close us down um, for very, like really odd reasons. We've been bust a couple of times, but now we've got really engaged ownership and we're really professionally run. And you couldn't say, and you couldn't say that about the Vale very often. So we're we're going in there in the right direction. We really are. What happens on Saturday is not immaterial, of course, but we're still on the upward curve because we've been a bad side for God, four or five years, and now we're not, which is a big thing. I think, think you're saying that leads on perfectly to, to the announcement today that's come through. I know Liam was probably going to say this right there, and he's going, oh, shit, you've no, came in with this. Of Port Vale's announcement today that Daryl Clark now has been given a new five-year contract. Yeah, that was... Now, that, in this league, that is insane. Yeah. But if you, if, I think if, it's a great call from them. It is. It is a great call. But if you're cynical, which I am, I would imagine that a contract like that has a few clauses in there that if we if we do sack you, you're only getting X amount of months compensation on your yeah. on your contract. Yeah. They would be mental to do to give anybody a fight. But you know, but Daryl's really popular. The chairwoman's bought into him. So it's a great statement, but I think I obviously don't know, but I think it's probably a bit, a bit misleading to say, you know, if we get rid of you tomorrow, we're giving you five years' money because obviously that can't happen. I should, there'll, there'll be clauses in there, but I 100% agree. He's bought this, into the business and he's bought in, and we bought into him. Yeah, a great at, at statement level, to make before the final as well. I oh, think. yeah, it's, it's, it's clever. It's it. Yeah. But at this level, you find, and we, we found it with Derek Adams this season, that the clause in the contract is that if you are sacked, you are paid until you get your next job. Yeah. So we found that. He went straight into Morecambe, and that's why we... Yeah. You know why we've done, do you know why we've done that, by the way? Because we've been through eight managers in four years. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we, we also had Gary Bowyer, who, even when he was at Salford, and he'd been sacked, I think it was 18 months beforehand, we were still paying him a wage. And I kind of get it. I do. Because if you sack a manager, but you've given them a, a certain year's contract, then I understand that. However, when they've gone into a new job and they're still getting paid uh, money from the previous club, I think that that's wrong. Um, and I think it shows you an issue. But um, talk about Daryl Clark. I think, 
I, I think for me, it shows a lot of initiative. Um, I think there was a lot of fans who, when he came from Walsall last year, Walsall, there you go, lads. Chris can't say Walsall. I say, what, uh, what do I say? Walsall. No, yeah. What do I say? I say something and Chris says Walsall. Yeah, so I get abused. Anyway, but when he I came over... When, it is yeah, Walsall. When, when, <laughs> when he came over to you it's guys, Walsall. I think there was a lot of people that were... Quite confused because obviously you were lower than them in the league. Uh, he seemed to think that you were a sleeping giant. I think I'll be honest with you, Steve. I think a lot of people laughed at it. Um, <laughs> I think that this season he's shown, obviously, you know, bar obviously the uh, you know his family bereavements. Um, what a good coach he is, and yeah. uh, and exactly why he made that decision. He would say that at Walsall he had the he did a, I mean don't forget he went back to back promotions with Bristol Rovers. Mm. They had no money. He went to Walsall. The chairman pulled the rug from under him. Basically, it was selling all his best play. He was selling all his best players, having to replace them for no money whatsoever. And the writing was on the wall. No matter what he did, he was on hide as nothing. Oh, they were sleeping giant. We are, we're not as big as Bradford, obviously. But, you know, I go to a lot of games. We're a big club for League Two, you know. In that, you, you can't, we're not a sleeping giant, but with the ownership we've got and the fact that we're investing behind the scenes, we have a director of football. In the old days, they had a manager, assistant manager, and a kit man. And that was it. Now we have yeah. yeah, now we have sports scientists. He's getting a statue. Now we have, now we have sports scientists. You know, we're, we're a professional club. And I can see why he did it, why he would move from that why he would move from them to us. And, you know, we paid money for him as well. I and mean, you, you talk about statements, who in League Two can afford or chooses to spend money on a manager? It's usually the old manager, the old merry-go-round, and it's one who's just lost the job. Or So, you know, we showed him the ambition. and he showed <laughs> him the Yeah, well, he did a lot. He's a very good job at Stoke, Mark used it. I, uh, I was a big fan of his towards the end. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you were. Um, <laughs> Well, look, yeah, it's that's led us up to the end of the the playoff, uh, the game. Yeah, you beat Swindon. We didn't think you beat Swindon, but fair play. Um, not the nicest of scenes at full time. You said before we came on, before we started recording, you said you didn't really cover yourselves in in much glory there. And we've we've said it, we've said it a few times that pitch invasions, someone's going to get seriously hurt. Someone's going to get really badly hurt with how things are going. And it seems to have got worse and worse and worse. This last two weeks has been insane. What were your views from Port Vale? My, 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 did you see? My view is this. I went on the pitch. But I went on the pitch to celebrate. I mean, I've gone to the games my brother, my mates, my young son. I went on the pitch to celebrate Vale going up. I cannot understand not going oh Christ, dropping the gun, getting to the playoff final. <laughs> I cannot understand I have <laughs> fucked it now. I can't under, for the life of me understand why why anybody would want to go and hurt a fellow human being when you should be a scene of joy. You know, you should be celebrating with your family, your friends, drinking it in. There's no excuse. It's a minority of people, it's at all clubs. I think it's more of a society thing than a football mm -hmm. thing. You know, there's more to it than football. Um, but the people who, who did that, who assaulted the players, I don't want them supporting Port Vale and I don't want them going to attend matches there. I'm not going to sit here and defend. McCurdy, you can dress very well, he's a grade one tosser, but he does not deserve that type of physical abuse. Nobody does on and off the yeah. football pitch. And 
you know, those people, they deserve everything they get, whether it's the Vale fans, the Everton fans, um, oh, just... Uh, the, the Forest fans. Yeah, the, 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 the bloke who had Billy Shaw, that's just cowardly, you know. And I've got... Yeah, I think it's a problem at Port Vale. We have a minority. We always have had. I'm not going to pretend we don't. Um, everybody every, does. Yeah, every, it's, every, it's does. everywhere. And I don't know what we'll do to stamp it out. People talk about stewarding, but if you've got 10,000 people trying to run on a football pitch, no steward on 10. No steward on 10 quid an hour. Why would they? There needs to now be... The only way they're going to stop it is by going to the absolute extreme and saying if there is a pitch in bit, points deduction or your next three games are behind closed doors. Yeah. It's it's that simple. No one will on the pitch. Outspoken about pitch invasions on Twitter recently. I'm 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 big up against them. I'm, do you know what I get it? And, and going on for a celebration, I get it. I'm, but there's too many people now looking to make a moment on it. You see people going mobile on phones. with the intention. Yeah, mobile phones. They're running on with their phone. They're looking through the phone to see it. There's going to be a massive accident before long. It's going to be like another Hillsborough. It's going. There's going to be something that's going to happen, a pitch invasion, and it's going to stop them completely happening. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it. Sadly, it's going to have to take something like that to happen. I think. Yeah, I I think you can stop that happening by they've got to draw a line under it this season because you can't go taking points off us or far, or anything like that. At the, at the start, when they start next season, they say you get fans on the pitch more than whatever it might be because you can't do clubs if a lone idiot runs on there, you know, like a streaker. But points off, behind closed doors, massive fines, especially lower league level, money's tight. And even the thickest of individuals, if they can't go watch their football club for three three games, they'd notice that. The problem with it so far is you've got to hit the people who it affects. And that's like stopping the likes of me and you going to watch games. But I've got no... What happened at Vale was just not on. And yeah. no I mean, yeah, for, the single, for the single person... Partly people have just banned someone for three years. Hartlepool have just banned someone right. for three and, years for invading the pitch. This was ruled out at court. And it's also happening at Oldham as well. They're trying to get everyone. He spoke oh. and his mouth didn't move. I was absolutely... Me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's got to be, as a, even for down to the single person, if the clubs work with the police. If you encroach on a pitch, you're going and spending a night, two nights, three nights, a week, two weeks, whatever it may be, you're going to go spend that behind bars and that's it's extreme but that's the only way you're going to stamp it out unless something like what Grant says happens someone's going to be killed it's eventually that is the, the extreme someone's going to yeah. be yeah I mean we right. again yeah I mean I'm not covering myself in glory but I, I was on the pitch at Exeter as well and that was a <laughs> <laughs> that was a completely different atmosphere you know that was a different game there's a lot we you know we were all standing on the pitch talking, having a right good chat with the extra fans. Obviously, they got up, we got we got into the playoffs. So it was always going to be a, a very convivial atmosphere because both yeah. people had got got what they wanted. Um, and that was different, but you know, you're gonna have they're gonna have to stop even peace-loving people like me going on going on the pitch to walk around. And yeah. you know, it's I don't know. I think it's like I said to you, it's a bigger problem than football. I mean, you go to the horse racing and stuff like that. It happens there. The people kicking off are banged up on bugle and stuff like that. They're not horse racing fans. They're just there for a reason. And a lot of the people who are at that game or the other ones, they're just looking for it. And there's yeah. no place for yeah. them at Vale or any other club. And I think you, you, said about, you said about a certain type of people. And 
I think that McCurdy, he's, he's said it to every club he's played this season. He's wound every club's fans up that he's played this season. But there are a certain group of people that feel so passionate about their town or their city that they take real offence to it when it's not really, you know... He's a pantomime villain, that's all yeah, it is. Yeah, of course it is. It's nothing, so, more, it's nothing more than that. It is. Right, so Mansfield. Let's 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 move on to Mansfield. Let's let's get Cam in on this. Cam, we had a chat with a lad called Adrian earlier this season. Now, Adrian, as far as we're concerned, is already looking at away trips to League One stadiums next year. Um, he has been since January. So, what do you think? Some of your season up. How's it gone? Where do you think your highs and lows have been? And yeah, lead us up to the end of your playoffs. But let's not talk about Saturday just yet. Um, I mean, started off quite well, um, unbeaten in the first three, one, two, drawn one, and then we didn't go and win a game in in fourteen. It's it's unreal. You can't write it. We've, I think, I think as much as Port Vale complain about they've lost players through injury, we've lost players through injury and suspension, and we dropped a second bo- joint bottom in the league with Scunthorpe. The only thing keeping us off bottom was goal difference. Wow. That's how far we've been this season. So it's been an unreal. And then we go and then don't lose in 14 yeah, or 15. A, or we, we, we win 15 out of the next 19, including two FA Cup games, one away at Sunderland, one away at Doncaster. Uh, it's just been a crazy season. And we, we strengthen the side. We bring Lucas Aikens in, uh, Jamie Murphy, and then Matty Longstaff as well. It's just oh, crazy. crazy. We still can't work out how. Um, the, <laughs> the story goes basically that David Sharp, our CEO, um, he got engaged around just like not long after Christmas. I think he was, sorry, was, he, was David Sharp the former Wigan CEO? Was he yes. Wigan? Yeah, sorry. So, wow. Yeah, he's, he's now our CEO. So the rumour, the, the, this is the story that he's told the fans that he got engaged in Barbados or somewhere like that uh, not long after Christmas and just so happened that Matty's agent was also getting engaged on the same island in the same hotel at the same time. So take of that what you like, but it's the best. Sto- it's the only story that we've got so Did far. Did you do like how- keys in a fishbowl or something? Yeah, what's going on there? No idea, but that that's the story that we'd be told, and then it's just been a crazy season since then. We had we've we went on a uh, obviously we've been on this fantastic run, and then we we stuttered a bit in in March. I think we we struggled quite a bit, just like just picking up little knocks and niggles. Reese Oates had a bit of a niggle. Stephen Quinn's been carrying a back injury for a while. Uh, we got James Perch back. Which was good, and I think that's what changed it all um, towards the t- the end of the season. I think what got us out of the rut originally was bringing John Joe O'Toole in to get mm. us out of this mini rut in March, um, losing to Tranmere, losing to Vale, drawing it not uh, at Hartlepool. Uh, I think the big turning point was getting James Perch back. So we all thought that he was going to retire. He, he, he was fractured. out for the season, wasn't he? He was he was he, ruled out for the season. He, he fractured his skull, and yeah. how how many players fracture their skull and they're back playing within the, within the same season? Yeah. It's been it's been crazy. And then 
we had a decent run towards the end of the season, stuttered around Easter and then finished it off quite nicely with uh, a draw against Forest, well, a, a win against Crawley, a win against Stevenage. So brilliant, beat Evans because everyone hates Steve Evans. Yep. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they and do. then. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I remember a story about Steve Evans. If you uh, was were before Mark Hughes came in at, at Bradford, apparently Evans was in for the job and he'd been there. And <laughs> no, he bought. Well, the story was it was reported that he had the job because he was seen at Oldham. We played Oldham away. Now, through different ways, I won't go into it. But like me and Chris have contacts that we speak, we speak to, and we. We had this conversation. Steve Evans bought himself a ticket. Yeah. The club didn't know he was going. It wasn't a real. Yeah. He, he just bought himself he, a ticket and turned up. He was that's never going to be. Street, that is. Yeah. He was never going to be the Bradford City manager. Um, so I I went to a wedding at Crawley. So the, the reception was at Crawley. Now, I've got to be very careful what I say here. Um, <laughs> let's just say even Crawley, after what he did for them, um, I won't mention their names, but they are very prominent at the club uh, behind the scenes. They hate him. And uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, and he's but... also and he's also banned from our stadium, or he was banned from our stadium <laughs> because he went to we... out in front of no. a female member of staff. No, he did because yeah, he got was... found yeah. guilty. Found guilty, and he didn't appeal it. That to me says he's guilty. You know, if he's gone to court and he's been found guilty and fined for it, he's guilty. He whacked his dick out in front of a female member of staff, and he got done for it. Like he I guess you sacked it. I guess you sacked it National League. He, he got <laughs> a three-year contract at Crawley. Cam, um, I, I want to ask you. Um, so obviously, when you were near the bottom of the league, um, what were your thoughts on Nigel Clough at the time? Did you want to get rid of him, or was was it that the Obviously, because you did have a major issue with COVID with your players, and that is the reason why a lot of players and you had a lot of injuries. Were you guys kind of thinking, do you know what, this guy hasn't got a clue, or was it a case of we understand why we are where we are? Uh, to be honest, to throw an absolute spanner into the works, it wasn't even COVID for us back then. It was just genuinely people getting injured. Um, Reese Oates was injured. Uh, Ollie Hawkins had gone out injured as well. He came back in. Uh, Farron Rawson was injured. That's when James Perch also got injured. Uh, Callum Gordon got injured. He's still injured. Um, we were playing Ollie Hawkins as a centre back, and we still are. But um, COVID didn't really affect us until around Christmas time, and then it came at a really bad time for us because we were back winning them by then. But the original bad runner form, I think it it culminated as um, the home game against Harrogate. Uh, we lost Ollie Clark for a, 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 a red card. It was a last man. He got sent off for it. He was never the last man. It wasn't even a foul. So I think that riled them up a little bit. And then Stephen Quinn uh, decided he was going to just like run his, his foot down the back of a Harrogate player's leg. He got sent off for it. And the, apparently from the referee's port, the only person that saw it was the fourth official. And then, uh, for the act for that, so he got he'd got his he'd got his three game ban for violent conduct, but then when it went to um, appeal, uh, he was given a further three game ban for that as well. 
but it's because it was caught on video, not by the officials. So maybe a little bit of injustice there because none of the, not really the officials saw it happen. But so he got did he for, get sent off in the game? Yeah, he got sent off in the game. I can't remember what officially what he got sent off for, but it wasn't the running the foot down the back of the player's leg. It was something right. else. I can't remember what That'll it was. That'll be why so, then. Yeah, they're not allowed to act. So if it's in a referee's report, the FA or the EFL can't do anything further. No. So like, but if if he got sent off for something else, and the EFL have got the footage of the yes, the thing that, that's that what it was. He got that's insane. He got, he got, I think he got sent off for violent conduct. I think he pushed someone or did something along those sort of lines. So he got three game and then he got a further three. I know it was definitely three and three, but I can't remember what the first one was for. But it really messed up our season because it meant that we'd got a load of defenders out injured. We'd got, we'd then lost two midfielders. And then we also, yeah, we, we were very short on strikers because Danny Johnston wasn't doing it. Reese Oates was a bit hit and miss because he was a little bit injured and then he'd come back and he'd not really do it. But so we, we just struggled all around. Obviously, yeah. We, so, so, Cam, we, was there was there much resentment towards uh, Nigel Clough, Clough, or was it a case of you've just had these unfortunate events, and or did you just believe in what he was doing? Um, I mean. Unfortunately, it's both because there was a lot that wanted him to stay because we knew the reasons why we were in the situation that we were. We've had more injuries than most and we've just had a horrid season. And then there was those that maybe got on his back a little bit too much. I think we were we, we played Northampton away. We lost 2-0 and we were dog shite. We were terrible. But there were fans chanting um Nigel Clough your football is shit and it was it kind it kind of snowballed from there and there were a few that that did want him gone and then everyone thinks the sun shines out of his his arse at the minute so you can't win in football as a football manager you you're the hero one week you're the villain the next but then you're the hero the following week so um majority of fans wanted him to stay a lot wanted him to go but I think the general feel around the club was that most that thought that he was he was, he's here to stay. He's not just going to go because we've had a, a bad start to the season. Because we knew we'd turn it round once we got the players back, but it was just we lost a lot of players all at once. From the outside looking in, we played you when you were right near the bottom of the league at, at your place, and you battered us. You absolutely battered yeah. us. And what come with you? Fucking hell! If they're bottom of the league. You know what? What's going on here? We were right near the top, you in the bottom, and the better. And it was. And we were very, very lucky to get away with the draw there. There's, there's yeah, no, that's, no, that's, no, and that was like a bit of a turning point for you, wasn't it? It's like we were lying in the sand because you were, yeah. you were yeah. trying to get players back, weren't you? I remember. And what fuck me? They're half decent side, or better than half decent side. Yeah, I remember yeah. this game. Yeah, it was back in. It had been October. October, yeah. November, wasn't it? Finish, finish yeah. one all. Yeah. This, definitely, one old, this, yeah. this definitely isn't coming up in the quiz in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've got a point. Did they cobble on to the 90 minutes in that one? Yeah. So, yeah, we... Oh, vale scored, yeah. Tom Conlon scored a decent free kick. We missed a penalty in that game as well. 
<clears throat> and then, yeah, we, we battered you for the rest of the game and we got a, a goal in the second half. Don't say who scored. Don't say who scored. <laughs> I know who scored. I know who scored. But um, I was I was actually listening to the uh, post-match. Obviously, Darrell Clark, he came through our academy and everything. And actually, there's two of his shirts. Well, not his shirts, but both of these shirts on the 99-00 season. So these are two shirts that Darrell would have worn. Oh, um, uh, so I broke these out because firstly that, but secondly they were the season I was born, so um, oh, they're just sentimental to me. But um, I was listening to Daryl's uh, post match after that game, and he said Mansfield don't for the for the team that they've got, the players that they've got, the manager that they've got, they don't deserve to be there where they are, and they'll be up there come the end of the season. So hopefully we get to make him eat his words because. Yeah, a lot of spread. No, no, he was, he was right. He was I think right. there's a. <laughs> I think okay. there's an applause set at Wembley in the eighth minute for Darren yes. Clark. Yeah. Isn't Everyone, both Port Vale and Mansfield, have agreed this. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously, he's... they've both sold just over fifteen thousand tickets each. So I think it's going to be a really special moment. Yeah, it is. Obviously, Daryl's a Mansfield lad. He had a, a very rough upbringing. Um, I think his mum died in a car crash and then his dad were an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. It's you, you can't write it. He's had such, and then he, I, I can't remember which estate he was brought up on, but it was pretty rough. So he's had a rough upbringing. So he's done really bloody well to get where he is. And obviously, we've got a lot of respect to him here at Mansfield. He played 150 odd games for us. And so you can't really complain. <laughs> See, if, if, he's gone. Uh, <laughs> if I just jump in here with Daryl Clark, there's an interview with him. Did this, you ever see him being this. a manager? <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking up, Grant. You're breaking right, up. Grant, Grant, I'll ask, I'll ask for Did you ever see him as being a manager? <laughs> edit out. Yes. Um, no, no, we don't edit on this anymore. We used to. There's no point. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I was. I was. Most of his games, I wasn't. Of like I couldn't remember. I was only a little. I was only a baby back when he played for us. But um, from what other people told me, it's like he he was the sort of player that you wanted. He, he had the passion. His his mindset was right for for football. So from yeah, I, I think if as long as your mindset's what you need to be a manager, then anyone can. Like regardless whether you're a good manager or not, I think anyone that's been in the game long enough. Yeah. Like like Daryl has and and had the experience, maybe not at the higher levels, but especially around League One, League Two, and then into non-league. I think he was with Salisbury. Um, so he he's been round and he's got the experience. So there's absolutely no reason why he, he couldn't have done it. To oh, be honest, lost rent, guys. Yeah, oh, it's to... messed your graphic up now. It's messed yeah. me graphic. Hey, up. Back, yeah, going back to his upbringing, there was an interview with him in the Times. His upbringing, like you say, was. Was horrendous. His mum died in a car crash. His old man was an alcoholic, and he blew his mum's um, insurance money. And Daryl was brought up by his grand and granddad. And yeah. this is out there. It was an interview which he did. And his old man tried to, like, on his deathbed, tried to sort of like make you know, like, trying to put things right. And Daryl and his brother wouldn't have no, none of it. And he's talked about that quite openly, and it, he says that's what drives him. He's managed an awful lot of games for someone who's still relatively quite young. He's nearly at 500 league games and he's only 43, 44. So, like you say, he's got a lot of experience. And 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a weird one because it's always whenever Mansfield lose a manager, it's always that question like, oh, are we going to go for Daryl Clark? Darryl Clark. <laughs> yeah, we're going for Daryl Clark. So yeah, I, 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 it's just he's been around for a while and he's he's got that respect at lower league that he could probably walk into pretty much any job, at, uh, definitely at League Two, because I think he's just he just knows the league and how, how to do it. Yeah. I think I think the thing going into this weekend, so we're going to just move move into this weekend, is that two teams here that I don't think Chris, you'll back me up on this. I don't think either of us expected to be in the playoff final. We, when you talk about that that run that you guys went on at Mansfield, you were mathematically possible like to to win the league, and we we all said that's what was going to happen. We were down Mansfield, we're going to win the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We thought that, to, to be fair, we didn't really know who was going to make the playoffs. We, we, we thought that Swindon were going to win the playoffs. Um, we Swind- Exeter were up Swind- there. Even Swindon until the last few weeks, you know, they'd, they'd slipped out of the playoff positions. Mm. So I think, yeah, sorry. Uh, I think I think it's, you know, I think this league has been the best league there is in all the English leagues. It's interesting, you know, because like they were talking about the Premiership. I was listening to the Premiership. I was I was in Lincoln, so I was seeing my nephew for his 21st birthday and I'm, I was driving back and they're going, this is the best league in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Bullshit. I think this year's League Two has been the best season because you look at like Northampton. Northampton had always been up there. It looked hey. like but he's back. Oh Northampton, for instance, they were always in the position where they looked like they were um, going to stay in that position until the last day. Yeah. Even even on the last day, we didn't know who the playoff teams were going to be, and I think it's quite exciting. I think I've, I think the best thing is I think almost anyone in this I say almost because there's certain teams. Here we go, Grant Scunthorpe wouldn't have beaten Scunthorpe. Um, Alden probably wouldn't have done either, but I think almost every team could have beaten the other. Um, I think, yeah, I think we got, I think that you know, both Vale and Mansfield got lucky with Bristol. Well, obviously, we if the one team I wanted to go up if we couldn't was Bristol Rovers because they were the best side who came down to Vale, they played us off the park about three weeks before the end of the season, and if they'd been in the playoffs. I would not expect either of us two to have been in the final if we played them. They were a very good side. And them going up, however it happened, which I'm not particularly keen on myself, um, that's another story. Can, can we just say, it was called, it was called, the 7-0, Grant called Bristol winning the last game of the season, 7-0. So I, put a, yeah, I put a 5 on Bristol winning 6-0. Oh, uh, he, he, called, he said 7-0. He said 7-0 because we were talking about how it could happen. Yeah, 28 to 12. When I saw the Scunthorpe team, I thought, this is a bit moody, this. And I put a five on it at 6 0. And yeah. how it happened, but they were Bristol were the best side, apart from Forest Green and Exeter. So them getting out of it made the playoffs very, very even. And I, I guess it was to... anyone really scared of Northampton in the playoffs. No. I, I said to you guys, and you, I think you both disagreed with oh, really? me. I said that I said that Northampton will struggle in the playoffs. Yeah, they were bang I think, average when they played us. They were bang yeah, average. Do you know what? They've been up there. They're a very tall team, and they are. 
Um, but, but I, I just, I just think obviously when they blew it, it always happens in the playoffs, doesn't it? There's always that team that are literally on the verge of automatic promotion, yeah, and they fuck it up, and they will always lose in the semis. Always that was also a few years end. ago. Yeah, how often does that happen? It's, yeah. you know, it's always about the informed teams, um, and that's why I think Northampton, you know. It's a very boring team for me. I um I'm not surprised that you know we we, no, we, said, we called that and to be fair with the Northampton thing, we went up in the playoffs in twenty thirteen. We beat Northampton in the final and I said to like they've always been that team that when they get to the playoffs, they are serial bottlers. It seems they yeah. they're gonna be there or thereabouts next season again. They'll just yeah. do the same thing. They'll be yeah, hard yeah. to beat, they'll be big lumps. They'll be good in their set plays. They'll keep a big tall team. That's the way they've always played. Fucking they'll boring. They'll slow the game down to nothing, yeah. and it will become boring. And that's we we said it. We said it the other week, and we've got a we have a Discord, and there's a we've got a Northampton fan in there, and he listened to it, and I I said I said Northampton is the most boring place I have ever been to, and he, he commented and he was like, yeah, it's. It's like imagine how we feel. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, they, they it's came cool. to they came to our place. They came to our place and stumped the place out. They were shit hours after two minutes. If you could, you know, they were right near the top of the league. They showed. No, I'm not saying we were any better that night. They showed no ambition whatsoever. All they wanted to do was, was try and nick it on a set piece. You know, I I was glad Mansfield beat him. You know, they're not they're not my favourite team in that league. Just not nothing to do with Northampton. Don't think I've ever been there. But. Um, just, just the way they play and the way they set up, and it just isn't for me, basically. No. It's, it's dull. Yeah, it is dull. But I think when we lost them uh, at, at their place in the league, we we were pretty dire. They weren't anything special, but we were pretty dire. And then the other three times that we've played them this season, we've beat them every single occasion. We beat them up Field Mill just before the end of the season, and then we beat them on both legs. One, two, one, one. One nil. So there's nothing to be feared. It's just that you've got to be defensively strong, and that's that's the problem with League Two. You're you're either really good in attack or you're really good in defence. You look at some teams; they ship goals for fun, but they also score goals. I think uh, Oldham. I think they're a perfect example. Score an absolute shit ton of goals, but they also concede a shit ton at the other end. Mm. Oldham are but, a, a bad example for anything at the minute. But yeah, I, I mean, like just going back to like how competitive league was we were looking over our shoulder or literally until the final whistle because anyone from ninth to third could have gone up automatically mathematically but to be honest on that final day we were hoping that we would have got swindon in the playoffs or swindon in the playoff final because we know that we can beat swindon we've already beat we beat them comfortably back in january so was that it so, for you? you guys? You guys wanted Swindon in the final. Personally, me, yeah, I did. Um, when we lost to them uh, early on in the season, it was a, a little bit of injustice. There was a, a free kick that went a yard over the line and was missed by the officials. So we'll leave it at that. But and then when we played them, it was the Tuesday after they played Man City on the Friday. So maybe they had got a bit of a hangover, but they were they were poor. They were very, very poor. I think it's always so take one person, snap that little cunt's legs, and then that's, that's it. Leave it in! But this is the thing. When we played, when we played them, 
Um, so our, I think our first two home games after we brought Mark Hughes in, because we had a up until we brought Mark Hughes in, we had a dreadful season. We we really did. It wasn't good. Our first game was Mansfield. Grant, you came down for that, didn't you? It did good game. You did came down for it. You guys, you spanked us. Fair enough. We we expected <laughs> it. Um, our next game was Swindon at home, and they won to a was it a ninety sixth minute penalty, Chris Jack Payne? Yeah, it was, and. And Did you honest, it? Yeah, I mean, I, something I haven't mentioned yet. The best team that have come to Valley Parade this season have been Mansfield. There's Man. no, there's no question about that for me. Absolutely no question. Which is why on this podcast I've said that I thought Mansfield were potentially going to win the league, and it's also why I'm really sorry, Steve. I think Mansfield are going to win on Saturday. But it doesn't matter because we've you're christened in the quiz that we've got coming up. But what I'm going to do, Chris, I'm going to apologise if this is in your quiz because you should have known that we were going to talk about Mansfield and Port Vale's head-to-head. So this season, head-to-head, you guys, you've obviously played twice, one all back in October, um, and then February, 3-1 to Port Vale. It's... Um, <laughs> hmm. That 3-1 game, and I'm going to be honest here, it was very, very tight. We went 2-1 up, and Mansfield at the bar, and we pretty much went up the other, no, went up the other end and scored. We will set up differently than we did. Um, Nigel Clough, he isn't my cup of tea, to be honest. He's He's got a bit of a vendetta against Vale. A couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, he was going through a, a run of refereeing decisions that we'd had to go in our favour, and then comparing us to Mansfield. Christ knows why he thought that was appropriate. But he was highlighting, and we did have a couple that went our way, but he, he missed out a couple of blatant sending offs that should have gone the other way. But he just seemed to use us as an example of why Mansfield got a bit of a bad run. He, he smacks the sour grapes, Nigel Clough does, and he just he, he isn't for me. But that game we it talked does, about, it, we got away with one there, I think. To win three yeah, wins, did fine. I, I was there. I was I was in the away end, and obviously we we took the lead. It was a, it was a good goal to be fair. He's he's picked the pocket of the defender and then. Made Aiden Stone look like an absolute mug. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Aiden Stone, my lord. Yeah, forgot about yep. that. Um, and then your first goal was just poor goalkeeping from us. It, it was just straight at him, and it went straight straight through him. Pretty much, it was a poor goal to concede. But then that set the mood for the rest of the night because it, it just meant that we were on the back foot constantly, and it was just a poor poor night in general. I think it was it was terrible football. For both sides, I just think. But let's think: when you've got two like decent sides going up together, the football's never good. It's always a really shit game because the teams match each other on nearly everything. Yeah, they do. Oh, we, you're we, too safe because you don't want to risk it. Yeah, I, I, there's a, there was a bit of that, and I think it will be tight on Saturday. A mistake or a bit of magic, but I think that we are very even, two very evenly matched teams. I've been impressed with Mansfield twice. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say they weren't. They're one of the best three teams I've seen at Vale, and we got away with one there. And the game, the 3-1 game, could easily have gone the other way. It was just like sliding doors moments, hitting the crossbar. The, the shot, the pile driver Wilson scored that no keeper would have saved if they had got to popped on hands, would have, um, would have, gone, would have gone through. <laughs> Um, You're not delighted you've got Aiden Stone in, by the way. I meant to mention this earlier on. Yeah, this is really he's got odd. Him in compared yeah, to that really, absolute this is really fucking odd. bomb scare. Who's that, Lucas or the other one? Oh, Lucas Kovalan. He is a fucking nightmare. Did he get sent off 
for yeah, kicking what, what, McCurdy earlier this yeah, season. What happened was Lucas got sent off on the first game of the season against Northampton. He came back in, and I rate Lucas. He was a good keeper. He was good off his line. He commanded the area. Then when we played Swindon, we decided that we were going to stick one up McCurdy. So what Covland did was try and um, karate kick him like Daniel Danielson. <laughs> and, to be fair, and, and to be fair to McCurdy, and I hate to McCurdy did nothing wrong. Lucas just karate kicks him. And, like, you know, when you see something in a football match, you think that just hasn't actually just has happened. Then, after that, Lucas became bomb squad. Then he was disappeared. We bought Aiden Stone in, they didn't fancy him. So then we signed um, Holy from, um, from Ipswich. Now, Holy's got one attribute, he's about nine foot tall. He can't catch, he can't kick, he can't make a save. And he was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. So then we were sort of forced to bring Stone back in. And Stone's gone from being a backup keeper to he's not the best keeper in League Two. I'm not for a minute suggesting he is. Vigoru. He is he's been sorry? Vigoru. Vigoru yeah, for me. Vigoru, Vigoru every time. He got but Stone since he's come back inside has done really, really well for us. He's got a ricket in him and he's not the best on crosses. But he has done really well for us, and you guys booted him out last year, didn't you? I think the what Clough didn't like about him was that he his distribution is pretty horrific. He can't kick a ball to save his life. He's if you want, if you want, though, isn't he? He's he's very young. He's, I think yeah, he's he when he's older. But you're right about his distribution. Doesn't no good. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Uh, the point on the crossing, and then. The, the distribution, that was enough for Clough. And to be honest, I back him. I think if you've, you've got to be competent as a goalie. to be able, You've got to command your area. And he didn't do that for us. And it, and it cost us on a few occasions. And and if that, that's what you're playing like, then fair enough, off off you go. If you're not going to perform, then... But let's think, this is the Mansfield curse. Players do quite good since they leave. I think Mal Benning's been a bit hit and miss since leaving. Harry Charlesley's been a bit... Eh. Why well, did you sell? Char- why did you sell Charles the tours? Because uh, we, we bought Longstaff in. <laughs> you you don't got out. got fair. But he was not worth a place in the squad because he's been really good for us. We're surprised. The problem. The problem is the the, the where he plays. Obviously, in centre mid, you've got Stephen Quinn, Ollie Clark, George Maris. Yeah, he is not on the level of those three. Mm. And even the point is that. John Joe Atul went in midfield and Ollie Clark, the club captain, still on the bench last week. Yes, he's been injured, but he's not got back into the side because Longstaff, Maris, Quinn, O'Toole, Aikens, they've all performed. And when your club captain can't get back inside, you know that you've got some yeah. some decent players. Charles Lee would not be in our first choice midfield were they all fit. But since he's come in, if we hadn't signed him, we we would do. We've got no fit midfielders, so he, he was a needs must type of signing. But he scored the winner against Salford. Um, he's got a lot of energy about him. Puts his foot in. He he didn't. Play, he was dropped against Swindon. He came on at half just after half time. Um, he's been. I, I take your point about you having better midfields. I I I agree with you. But he's been a good signing for us, and to sell him to someone who's pretty much one of direct rivals. But you did get money. We did we did pay you cash for him, so you can understand yeah. it. But absolutely, yeah. point about Mal Benning. Benning's had a very stop-start season. He's playing really well now. The first half of the season, it was lethargic and unfit. But he's really come into his own, and he looks the player that we thought we'd signed now, and that's that's good for us and good for him. 
Yeah, I'll say so, obviously we we went with Stephen McLaughlin, who's been probably the best left back in the season in the in the league this season. It, it, the stats that he's put up is unreal, but we just yeah we we just Look had to Grant's choose the team. Look at Grant's face there when he said the best Ooh. left back in the league. Oh, he's not happy. Oh, <laughs> it was um... Oh no, he's right back. Uh, Kane Wilson is right back. And they play wing back. Will Mansfield play four three three on Saturday? Because that's how you end up against uh, Probably 4-4-2 diamond. That's usually how we've set up. Old school. So Fair going way. on to Saturday then, going on to Saturday, and just, you know, just before we do actually, I want to just take a, a point here. Earlier this season, and I'm not bringing it up because it's Bradford, I'm saying earlier this season, we watched Bradford play Walsall, and in the space of three minutes, we saw the miss of the season and the save of the season. Until your second leg against Swindon. <laughs> the Actually, absolute worst attempt at a goal I have ever seen from 18 inch off the line. How on earth does anybody miss from that far out? Granted, he scored missed, a couple of minutes later. He missed an easy one than that on the first day of the season. Oh dear. I, I shit you not. That was bad. <laughs> bad as that was. On the first day of the season at Northampton, he missed an easy one with that. And James Wilson is our best player. That's, you know, he is too good for League Two. Do you know, I think it's interesting you mentioned about like James Wilson because obviously he, you know, he came through the Manchester United Academy. He had a couple of clubs that didn't work very well for him. He went to you guys. Uh, he, I, am I right in thinking he came from Salford for you guys? Yeah, Wilson. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wil, Wil, Wilson. Wilson is brought up in the same town as me, right. just down the road. He's obviously up up to up to go after Wilmslow now because obviously he's a, he was at United when he was six. He was going to be the next. He scored a couple on his debut. Yeah, did his, was, did, yeah. Did his did his cruciate, Never the same player. And then he just got bounced out on loan, and he never settled. Salford. We're paying him a fortune, but playing him on the left wing. He came to us as almost last chance saloon, really. And we were wondering what we were getting what we were getting. He'd never played a full season anywhere. He was injury prone. He came here and Vale of managed him really, really well. He is too good for a lot of our players. They're not on the same level as him. Mm. He's got 15 this season. He had three months out with injury. You can't be a bit careful because a lot of those games were COVID missed. But he's He's got velvet first torch. He can pick a pass. He's got an eye for goal. He is our threat on Saturday because he's got something something that most clubs... Don't mention how many goals he's scored. Don't mention how many goals he's scored. He's just mentioned it, hasn't he? Yeah, about, no. I said about 15. 15. <laughs> no, um, 14, I think. Yeah, so, um, so let's, let's, let's touch, on, touch on Saturday. Predictions, serious predictions now. What, what do you think the score is going to be? Do you think it's going to be one in normal time? Do you think we're going to extra time? Do you think there's penalties? What, what do you think is going to happen? I'll, I'll come to you first, Cam. What, what do you think? Head and heart. Let's have both. Um, to be honest, they're about the same. I think if, if Mansfield can perform like they did against Northampton over the two legs, I reckon we'll, we'll, we'll win 2-0. Right. Because attacking-wise, we were just unreal against Northampton in the first leg. And then in the second leg, defensively, we were just even better. We 
kept a clean sheet away from home at Northampton, which is not not many sides have done that this season, especially because of the the type of players that they've got. So, yeah, um, yeah, two two, two nil. nil win for us. Two nil, Steve. I think Vale will win, and I and I think we'll win two one. I think that the Swindon second leg was the blueprint of how we need to play against Mansfield. We need to start fast. We need to get at him. And we've got the players. Proctor, our other centre forward, is a really good player. He might not be fit. He didn't play against Swindon because he was injured. I fancy us. Two weeks ago, I didn't fancy us at all. I didn't think we beat Swindon, if I'm honest. And I'm starting, you know, when you're starting to think that it might just be your season with everything that's gone on. Uh, there's a, there's a, I'm not sentimental. I'm a really cynical bastard. But there's a bit of me that thinks, do you know what? I think we're going to do it. And if it goes to penalties, I fancy Aiden Stone to, to, yeah. save, to, save, yeah. to, save, to save the penalty. There's a, there's, there's, a, there's a bit in it that's a bit of a story, bit of a storyline for us. But yeah. they are a good side and we are very, very evenly matched. I don't think it's going to be one side football and another side of football. Completely agree. Like Completely. We're not predicting it because everything we predicted this season has been wrong. So we are not predicting. Apart from 7-0 Bristol Rovers. Apart from 7-0 <laughs> Bristol Rovers. Which was the most ludicrous thing that we've predicted all season. You know, why did I thought about it? Why the fuck? And do you know the thing is, like, you know, the rest of the league was going, oh my God, they've won 7-0. I was like, eh. Because uh, I went to... Um, so Cam, I went to um, Scunfort versus Mansfield where you won four. Oh, Scunfort! Here we go again. <laughs> and to be honest with you, that game could have easily been six or seven, without a doubt. Yeah. It really yeah. could have been. Um, <laughs> yeah, we actually we actually outnumbered Scunfort that game. We'd had we we had more in the away end than they had in the home end. Yeah, I'll, yeah, he did. I love a bit of crowd nonsense. Yeah, I do. But a lot yeah. of that was to do with the fact that they absolutely hate their owners. However, yeah. I'll leave it at that because they always whinge yeah. about me complaining about that kind of stuff. So I won't. So we, we, we've touched on everything that we wanted to. We've touched on guys. <laughs> We're ending differently this week because this is technically the the last podcast we've got where there's a game upcoming. We've got one more podcast next week, which is going to be a, a recap where we're hoping to get everyone on with adult season. So we're ending it different, and I'm going to let Chris... Oh, point of right! Chris, tell you why and what we're doing tonight. Do you know, we're going to have a bit of fun. One of my favourite podcasts, they always do at the end of the season, they always do a quiz. And I thought, fuck I mean, it, I'm going to do it. So the way that I've worked this out, or we've worked it out, is who thinks such and such is going to win in the final. So, Chu, you are with Cam. Mansfield! Whoop, whoop. Grant, you are with Steve. So, um, please, no cheating. Do not Google, otherwise that's just bullshit. Mate, I can't Google. My internet's fucked. <laughs> well, I know, we know. We know this. We know this. Um, so, guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question of five first. Um, and it's going to You know, I'll edit this out, by the way, if we are dreadful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I lose this quiz, it's not making the final cut. So, the two teams, I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to ask the next team a question. Okay. Simple as that. Okay, so let's chew. Let's go with you, Mansfield, first, okay? Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm asking for the decade within 10 years, okay? 
So, so, so 10 years either side or like 90s, 80s? I'll give you 10 years either side. I'll give you 10 years of either side. Are you ready? Yes. On this first question, okay. What year were Port Vale formed? Five, four, no, ten, nine, eight, seven. Yeah, yeah. 19, eight. should we go 1900s? Just 1900s? Like the zero zeros? Yeah. We've got 10 either side then? Yeah, we'll go 1900. 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, yeah, 1900. Yeah, we'll go 1900. 1900 is your answer. Actually, I'm going to give you a little bit longer. Uh, you'd be wrong. The answer Obviously. is 1876. Oh, we didn't get no points. Yeah. Okay, same question to you boys. What year were Mansfield formed? <laughs> that's, that's that's an interesting question. Forest, 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 the oldest side in the league. Have they had the Sheffield technically, but they're non-league. But yeah, yeah. Stoke, Stoke have got some bizarre claim. Right, stop talking, Steve. Come on, you got time to think about this. Come on, you started counting for us. Eighteen something. Say that again. Eighteen eighty-five. Yeah, let's go. Eighteen eighty-five. Oh, you're a year out, guys. You're a year out. Fucking bullshit. This is this is bullshit. I mean, if you if you really ninety-six. If you want to throw a spanner in the works, we weren't Mansfield Town until nineteen ten. They would have still been wrong. Okay, second question to Chu and Cam. Okay, what is the capacity of Vale Park? I'm going to give you a thousand so you can have it. Oh, it's got it's um, it's about 19 and a half. What are you going with? It's massive. Vale Park's massive. What are you going with? Should we go 19 to? We'll go 19. I'm sure it's it's about thousand, that. by the way, Chris, not just 19. Oh, yeah, 19,000. Yeah, um, I said within 1,000, that's fine. Okay, so the capacity. Now, I've looked a few times on different sites, and they've all given me different ones. However, yeah. it has been giving me 19 or 25, and you've got it. One point. Oh, oh, wow. It's a really, it's a really bullshit way I know that. So I'm, going to a, I'm, I'm going to a concert the week after at Port Vale. Uh, not next week, week after. Oh, I'm as well. When I'm wearing my shirt to the Robbie concert. Same question. Same question to you two. So, what is Mansfield's attendance? What is their capacity? Why wasn't I looking at these attendances when I was looking at like capacity? Capacity of Mansfield. Within is the it, thousand, within the thousand, is it about thirteen k? I was going to say twelve and a half. So yeah, so let's go twelve and a half. Nine, nine thousand one hundred and eighty six. So you do really? not get the point. Yeah. Wow. We've okay. got three stands. So yeah. Next question goes to. Uh, in fact, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's go back with Grant and Steve. Uh, oh, it's like these ABBA penalties that we used to have in football. <laughs> it was the top goal scorer for Mansfield this season. <laughs> it's Oates. Yeah. It's, it's Oates, isn't and it? And I've got a clue. It's uh, got to be Oates. 
It's got, yeah, it is, because I, I'd looked at this before I came on. I was just looking at Mansfield. I think he scored yeah. 12 goals this season as well, hasn't he? Yeah, and to be fair, this isn't cheating because I've got it written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> Don't worry, you're absolutely right. It was research, yes, absolutely was. Uh, so for you boys as well, top goal scorer for Port Vale was oh, fucking hell. James Wilson, wasn't it? Are you sure? Uh, is it about about 15? About 15, maybe <laughs> 14, I, I think. Maybe. Final answer. Yes. Yeah, James James Wilson, yeah, 50, about fifteen-ish. Yeah. Of course, it was James Wilson. Next question. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Bonus point. Okay, so you you both gonna have to work out this one. So, um, who has the most assists between the two players, Reese Oates and James Wilson? Who has the most assists? I'm gonna uh, come to you and Cam first. James and- Wilson. Is it? I thought. I think it's going to be Oates, isn't it? Sure, surely it's going to be. If he's only got twelve goals and you that far up, you went on that run. Surely he's been. Uh, most of our assists came from McLaughlin. This I'm going to. It's open to both of us. He's yeah. He's a bonus point. So we're going Wilson then. Yeah, James I, Wilson. I would also agree with Wilson on the basis that Oates is a bit of a greedy bastard. Yes. Okay. So, are you are you going to stick with that, or are you going to potentially? Yeah, I'm happy to go with Willow. With yeah. Wilson as well. Have you both agreed, Wilson? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was actually research. research. Oh, fucking do it. Research set up six. Really? James Wilson set up three. Really? Can wow. Do you know? Do you know? She fucked it. Yeah. Anyway, edited it. Edited next it question. 19th of October, Port Vale drew with Mansfield. You bastards. Who scored the goals from Mansfield? Um, I'm going to do that to Port Vale first. So I'm team Port Vale. Who scored from Mansfield? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I used to know. I knew this at the start. I can't remember. We we spoke about it about twenty cool. minutes ago. Yeah, I know. Can, yeah. can I can I have a bonus point if I if I tell you? <laughs> no, you absolutely can't. Wait, no, can I can, can I have the bonus point? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Is it who? Sorry. Was it Lapsley? Bugger. Yes, it was Lapsley. Yes, yes. it was. Nicely done. Uh, and the question goes to uh, the Mansfield team. <laughs> Who's got the call for Port Vale? Tom Conlon. Yes. Free kick. <laughs> 33rd minute. Okay, next question. Uh, Port Vale won 3 1 in the return game, but who scored Mansfield's goal? Again, that goes to the Port Vale team. That was out. It was Oates. You're absolutely yep. right. <laughs> okay. So, and then, um, who scored a brace? Keen Harrop. Oh, you bastard. I didn't know. It was as well. It was. <laughs> I yes. Think that yes, it was. What an um, answer. I think he knew that was coming. That. When you answered the was... him about the Mansfield goal, he knew that was coming and he was like, Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's on. He's on. He's on loan from Huddersfield, and I uh, until Christmas I worked for Huddersfield's women's team doing their media, and all their media staff are Huddersfield fans. So we were talking about 
everything Huddersfield, and they were like, oh, you've yeah, because he this that and the other players you get to know and this that. Yeah, so that's how I know that. What's your little story about Marty Daly? <laughs> Who? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can you can maybe give us some information afterwards. Right, Dom Telford. Dom yeah. Telford was the top scorer, twenty five goals this season. I'm going to ask um, Pot Bale first. Team Pot Bale. No, yes, Team Pot Bale first. Who was in second? I know this. I think I, I know this. I know it. Oh, I know it. Please give them time and then give it. Pass it. Pass it. I'm not passing this. Pass it. I know the answer, but I forgot. Could it be McCurdy now? No. It's it's the lad. I know he plays up front for Forest. He's got injured. He's crucial. Did he sneer last any season, didn't he? What? I'm gonna need an answer. I'm gonna need answer. Pass it. Pass it. I need an answer. I don't know. I can't his name. I don't know his name. Right. Um. Hey, Matt. Give me your Matt. Matty Stevens. Matty Stevens. Stevens. But you don't get a point. You don't get a point. Fuck you. I'm happy. I'm you one. I'm so sorry. Number three. He was the third top goal scorer in the league. Is that for us? I knew it was one of the two yeah. of them. That's it's McCurdy, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be McCurdy. Yeah, he's absolutely cheating. So yes, um, I still <laughs> cheating. <laughs> okay, I know it's McCurdy because I watched the playoffs. I'm loving this. Okay, okay. So which two players had the most assists in the league? I'm going to go to Port Vale first. There's two players. You get a point for mm. one of them. Is it Jay from Exeter? No. I will offer it to Mansfield. Kane Wilson. Ooh, fullback. Kane Forest Wilson. Green right back. Kane Wilson was, yes. And I'll tell you what, I will offer another point. In fact, I'll offer two points to who was joint assists with him, I don't What's think the you're going to get it. What's the number? Don't cheat, please. Don't cheat. Look, Chris, I'll put my hands up. What's the number? Uh, I think it's thirteen. I know McLaughlin got it. He's thirteen. Yeah, so did uh, Jamil Matt for Forest. He got ten as well. There was ten mm-hmm. there. It's yeah. thirteen. So it's whoever got 13 assists. If I have to offer it up yeah. to anyone, I'll offer it up to anyone. If anyone can work out. I tell you I what, you know. will get this. I don't think anyone will get this. And I'm quite surprised at this. It was Mitchell Pinnock of Northampton. What's it? Oh, that bloody long <laughs> throw. Taking three kicks to throw. Right. Next question is basically... Oh, oh, he's off for a piss. No, he's got to get his phone charger. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question is going to be uh, you're going to have to beep in it's either Mansfield or Port Vale okay if you, that's what you have to answer with and whoever does it first gets the chance to get the point okay uh, let's try I'm trying to hold it out a little bit longer so that he can get his fucking phone charger <laughs> because he's just an asshole and obviously doesn't realise how slow everything is right are you ready so Grant, I was saying, if you shout out Port Vale, 
or you shout out Mansfield and you get a chance. However, if you give me the wrong answer, the other team have time to debate over the answer. Okay? If you give me the wrong answer, you're fucked. Are you ready? Oh, I'm impulsive, me. Fuck, I'm sorry. What is the smallest capacity... Port Vale. The smallest ground... Port Vale. ...in League 2? Barrow. Wrong. Mansfield. Mansfield. Yeah, it's um, Sutton United. Wrong. Oh, oh, it's the other one. Mansfield. I need to hear your name back, Mansfield. Mansfield. Uh, No, actually... I'm going to do it the other way. Port Vale, you got a chance. Harrogate. Harrogate. Yeah. I the answer is Harrogate. Bugger. The answer is Harrogate, and they have only got a capacity of. Oh, I've not got it. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Bloody been there. It's tiny. Right. Yeah, it's tiny. I've been there as well. Yeah. So both of you are going to be able to answer this next question, but you need to think about it. So. With the capacity of all the grounds in League Two, what is the, if they were all full, what would the capacity be? So, um, I'm going to, first, before we start talking, I'm going to give Mansfield the chance first. What would be the capacity if every single ground in League Two this past season, what would it be? I want the nearest thousand. <laughs> Nearest thousand. Oh, the nearest to the ta- nearest to, to the actual figure. All oh, right, okay. Oh brick. shit, a brick. Um, right, we can work. We can. How long we got? You need to. You need to hurry up. Right, I've got an idea. Right, Chris, I'm sorry, I'm testing your quiz here. Why don't? Why doesn't Liam give a number? Why don't both people from each team give a number? Yeah, you take the average over. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. That sounds good, Grant. I'll go with that. Okay. Liam. I am going to say... Oh, 195,000. Oh, bollocks. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say exactly that. Okay. Cam, what are we saying? What are we saying? Oh, so... um... I'm going to say 185,000 just so that our average is somewhere in the middle. In, in the middle. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, Grant, what were we saying? Jot Mines is very, very close as well. I was going 192,000. 92. 92. Right. <laughs> 92. See, see what we saying? <laughs> I, I did the same. Basically, I did it with 23 teams. 10 ground the pot, 200 that he knocked off some of the really small ground. 23 teams? What league have you been watching? Yeah, but Scunthorpe Brad- hadn't turned up this year, <laughs> that's what it is. I did a bit on for Bradford um, and us. I'll say 187. My original answer was 195, but I'll say 187. Oh, that puts us at 189.5 and 190. <laughs> so who is a, who's 190? Us. Us. Mansfield. Okay, so if all the grounds are at their capacity, it'd be 250,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, 250,000. I think it's 250,125. It's um, 
Bristol Road was Bradford and Port Vale that skew the numbers because they're ground on massive. I was trying to work out on those those the bigger teams yeah. like the ones with the big grounds. I love how we're all yeah. an average of about seven and a half, eight thousand. Yeah. I did have I did have just in case there was potentially a chance of um a tiebreaker question. Unfortunately, fucking Mansfield. Well, I say unfortunately, Mansfield have won by an actual country mile. My last question was. Who is going to win the playoffs? And I'm going to give it five points. I'm going to give it five points. So, Mansfield, who are going to win the playoffs final? Mansfield. Port Vale. Who's going to win the Port Vale? Who's going to win the Port Vale? Who's going to win the Port Vale? Port Vale going to win. It's meant to be. Right. Whoever wins the game on Saturday wins the quiz. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Thanks uh, for that, guys. No, um, a bit of fun towards the yeah. end. We were outclassed. Top job. Fuck knows how. A bit like Swindon were last Thursday night in Harry McCurdy. We were outclassed. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the first leg. So what essentially what you're saying is Wembley's the second leg. Yeah, we're the side, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the only one I knew was Matty Stevens, and I got no fucking points for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add to I would say, guys, is um it's been a pleasure having you guys on. And uh whoever goes up, I uh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good for you guys. And you know, both of your clubs are in good positions, you've got yeah, good yeah. people behind the scenes and um all the best, all the best for Saturday. I, I take it you're both there. Are you both yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I I'm doing co-commentary. Oh, oh yeah. See, we so got, I'm... Yeah, they offered that to our podcast, and all the people on our podcast, we all knocked it back because we all wanted, you know, we all wanted to be with our um, with our friends and family. It's hundred, it's hundred, hundred quid gig, isn't it? A free ticket. Oh, that one. That's the sky. That's the sky bet thing. Uh, no, yeah, we're doing. Sky bet when we're not back. Sorry. We we're yeah. doing co. Uh, I'm doing co commentary on all commercial radio stations. So like actual proper one. commentary. Yeah. But nice. We have to have to be at Wembley at half past ten Saturday morning. Yeah. Not a bad place to be though, is it? Let's be fair. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'll be in Bradford. <laughs> I'll be in Bradford at half past ten on Saturday. Just pointing out. Uh, how, how depressing. Yes. I'll be sitting waiting for a ferry because we get kicked out of this house at 10 o'clock and our ferry's not until half nine at night. Oof. Then I've got a four-hour drive home from when the ferry gets over. So I won't get home until about three, four in the morning. So I'll be watching the game on my phone. It's beautiful. Brilliant. Right, well, guys, we're going to wrap. Thank you very much for coming on. Cam, Steve, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's, you know, I'm quite sad to see the end of the season come now. This is the last game that we're seeing us go into. Um, but we will be back next season, won't we? And we've got next week's to go, which is going to be the wrap-up. If you're free next week, guys, we'd love to have you on. It's going to be weird to see how we get 10 people in this, but we'll make it work. Um, yeah. <laughs> guys, thank you that for coming on. We're going to do the usual now, which is Grant. Hold on. Walks hold us on. Out. Hold oh. on. Before we do oh. that, can we just, um, you know, also thank you very much. Ale to the Veil podcast as well. Make Ale sure the you follow us if you are a Port Vale fan. Uh, Mansfield Matters podcast as well. Appreciate all of you guys coming on um, and listening. If you were a fan of 
either of those clubs, or even if you're not, fancy a bit of a difference and listening to something different, make sure you listen to these podcasts. Um, this is what we all do, and we enjoy doing it. And I know that, for instance, I'm going to be listening to their podcast, especially after Saturday. So I, I anyway. listen to the Swindon one every week. Uh, the the, the uh... Yeah, this the Swindon one. I'm, I'm a guest on it most weeks. It's the only place where I'm like, you know, let, have a listen, see what you think. Anyway, Grant, sorry, let you walk us it. out, Grant. Walk us out as all well. guys, guys, guys. Thank you very, very much once again for listening in to us as you always do. Thank you for everything that you've done for us this season. Listen in, help us build up this community that we've got together. Everyone, come and join our Discord. We want everyone that listens to come on our Discord. Join us, have a chat. It's a good bunch that we've got on there and you can easily go on and come on as a guest on here as well through the Discord channel. Some may disagree. Justice for Ben. Is it Justice for Ben? I'm sure it's Justice for Ben. He wants to come on. He was gutted he couldn't come on. Anyway, follow us we'll on, get him on next week. Come and like us come and like us on our Twitter page. Share it our Twitter page, our Facebook page. Share it out to all your friends, comment people in. We want people to come and listen to it if they think it like if they would like it. Retweet this when it comes out. Give us a like on Twitter. Follow us on Spotify. Give us five out of five on Spotify. I hope you two guys give us five out of five on yeah, Spotify this week. Yeah, definitely. We are the only, <laughs> can we just say, Grant, before you go, do you want to make the point? We are the only five-star League Two podcast on Spotify. Do you know why? Because we've got three reviews. One, two, three. Three. Not a lie. Not a lie. Also rated five stars on Apple Podcasts yes, as well. Are. Five stars all round. It's great. Do you know what? Say what the fuck you like about us. We don't care. Call him an once. Nah. <laughs> Call right, him an hang on. Wait, no, hold up. Right, no. I had to edit a non-stroke out earlier this season. <laughs> right, You made me edit a non-stroke out. I wanted to keep that in. Are we allowed to do non-strokes now? I didn't say it was a joke. Right, okay, well, I'm telling you I'm sure. <laughs> so, we were talking, guys, before we go, you can hear this now, because I've, I've got it clipped, but I'm going to tell you. We were talking about Dave Jones. Dave Jones, big fan. No, Jones, no, no, right, no, do it. Pool, no, right? no, Dave Jones no, was accused no. of being a paedophile. He was accused he of being... Cool Alexandra. They are yes. nonsense, nonsense. But he was found not guilty, right? He was found not guilty. And I said to Grant... Grant, was Hartlepool a mining town? And he said, yeah, it was. It was coal. And I said, well, there you go. Then he didn't touch kids, but he did fuck, uh, screw some miners. <laughs> and I Guys, have that have been... Guys, we have been... been the lower league look. This is the last ever episode. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listen. I'm...